started in the cockroach town, California, Tennessee, and Louisville. Come on to the cockroach town, one and two and three and four. Stomp your partner on the floor. Squish, 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 squish. Find a bug, make a wish. Welcome to the Surly Horns Podcast. Get your stomping boots ready because there's some cockroaches that need to be stomped. RGB3, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, after, you know, I think everybody should be doing good after you score 70 points on tech. Just, it, it could have been 100. It could have been, like, it could have easily been 100 if, like, they really didn't want to live up to their mantra, all gasto breaks, continually to buttfuck them into a... I've totally forgotten that... We scored 70. I don't even know. Like, I was dumbfounded. I don't I don't even remember what that feels like. I'm still a little mad. We were one point away from breaking the Big 12 for points scored in a game. That would have been great. They should have just, just done it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, there's always the cockroaches. Um, so there's only there's only up from here, guys. There's only up yeah. from here. So this is the baseline. Yeah, this is this is this is the bottom. This is the baseline. Yeah. Like imagine when we get more experience. That was setting setting expectations. So Casey Thompson in an interview this week has said, I, I wasn't really too stoked about 70. He's like, I wanted 80. <laughs> you well, guess what, that. motherfuckers? We're going for 80. You know why? I mean, because Casey can. Thompson has his clip pierced, he fucks. <laughs> <laughs> he confirmed. I mean, he looked great, you know, jumping straight into awesome. Um, he looked poised, I think, was the was the best part about his entire game. Um, was everything looked fluid. It didn't look scattered. He wasn't running for his life. You know, shout out to the offensive line for that. Um, the offensive line looked fantastic. I, they didn't give up a single quarterback pressure. That's insane. Uh- uh, yeah, the offensive line was completely different. If you haven't signed up for the burn ends, sign up for the burn ends. Jared Wiley did a Sunday wrap up. We talk about some of the offensive line play and some of the blocking. Go check that out. Subscribers only. Um, but back to Casey Thompson, 42 for 54, 565 yards, eight touchdown passes, 95.1 QBR. Number yeah. one QBR. Among all major Power Five conferences, is starting. To- it's crazy. It's crazy, and I mean, it's sh- it's a little shocking that we didn't. Where is this guy on the practice? Field? Hudson Card must be the best practice guy of all time, and Casey Thompson must look just absolutely horrendous. Because when it's time to actually play the game, not practice. We're not talking about practice. We're not talking, talking about, about a game. <laughs> he looks insane. He looks unstoppable. And it's, it's great. Uh, do you have the do you have the stat on like he's led touchdown or like scoring drives on like I think 14 out of the last 12. Two. Yeah, 14 out of the they last. Got, like last like 14. listeners, listeners. Texas has not punted the last two games. Two entire <laughs> games. And and even the uh, I think a, a quarter before that, I think we're at like nine straight quarters of no punting. No punts. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy because even when they're going for it, like I think they've gone for it on fourth down like two or three times, but it's been like fourth and two. And it's one of those decisions where it's like, yeah, we're not going to bring Dicker out. We're just going to yeah. yeah. Get Usually it. they score a touchdown with Bijan. Oh, my God. His fourth and five play, that juke that he put 
uh, to score that first touchdown. I mean, he was broke in, that guy's ankles. He just if you, if you, I mean, I don't know if you listen to the radio, if you're blind, go get fucking surgery. You need to see this. You need to see this <laughs> cut. It's like, it's one of the best cuts that I've ever seen a college player. make. It, it, it was, it reminded me like Reggie Bush in high school type shit, like Noel divine high school tape, like, <laughs> like, and one mixed tour type shit. It was crazy. And, and what's awesome. It, was just so smooth like it looked like he was barely even moving and the guy just grasping at dust like it was not even close so there's a lot to be excited about right now and i think as fans it's okay for us to be excited it's okay for us to look to tcu and say we want to do a fucking shutout in fort worth and we want to score fucking 80 80 to 0 would make me feel real nice i'll take 80 to 14 80 to 21 maybe you know 35 is too many so and I won 80, right? Casey, I'm, you know, you, you said it. You got to back that shit talk up. We need 80. But Coach Sarkeesian kind of doubling down and saying, uh, nobody respects us. Nobody respects us as a football team. Um, I still think nobody respects us. So we've got to go in and show people that they need to respect us as a football team. And I fucking love that. From, from a head coach and that mentality at the University of Texas, to say we demand your respect, like let's go, motherfuckers, let's go. It's a it's a lot different than winning is hard. It sounds a lot less pussy, and and because that's what we're used to. It's it's such a breath of fresh air that this guy's does like this isn't him settling. Like I think the Arkansas game, and I, we even talked about it with Jared Wiley a little. I think that was a shot in the arm that kind of. I think they came out. They're prepared for Louisiana. They thought, hey, Louisiana's a good team, a top five team or top 25 team, and we beat the shit out of them like it wasn't close. We're good. We can do the exact same thing to Arkansas. And then they got their wheels blown off, and now they realize, okay, well, you know what? Let's just go fucking mud stomp people now. And that's exactly what they did, and that's what they're exactly about to do on Saturday. How fun must it be for these guys, right? Maybe that's what they get to pitch on the recruiting trail when recruits come in. They get to say, not only is this like great that we're winning games, we we're having fun. We're having fun on the football field. We're trashing people and we're having fun. That has got to be something that is really hard to do in the NCAA. Like it's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be hard work. Winning's supposed to be supposedly. (laughs) But I think the coolest thing is, and it's everybody getting involved. I mean, you're seeing freshmen get legitimate playing time. Jonathan Brooks looks like an absolute fucking stud. Like it's 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 awesome. So you know, it's giving these these young recruits something to look for too. I mean, I guarantee you, the staff is showing Evan Stewart, Xavier Worthy's highlight tapes right now. Like, (laughs) which, I mean, we can get to Evan Stewart later, but Xavier Worthy is a first round pick. Like, Uh, that that boy good. That boy good. Right right now. I mean, he he is so small and he just is like, fuck your tackle. I don't need that shit. It reminds me of Josh Gordon without the, like, he reminds me (laughs) of just like this small, like wiry dude that's just going to run the fuck by you and be a pit bull on the field too. Like, he seems like a great kid. And he's out there blocking, like he's blocking twenty-two year olds out there. 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he is a true, kid. true freshman. Yeah, and he plays school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we get Zay, hey, right? We get we get two more years of the, of him. That's all, you know. That's all I Maybe. know. Is there's no yeah. way. I mean, this yeah, we got to we got to figure out a way to pay Zay. 
Yes, that's the I next have to one. Figure out a way to pay Zay. The the Zay ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a lot of, you know X come give it to you. Uh, shout out to DMX. Right, we did a little special thing for him when he died. But you know <laughs> X X gonna give it to you. Zay is is here to stay. Right. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. super excited to see this guy play uh, on defense. We had a, a super fun play that Pete Kwiatkowski dialed up to almost get a safety. Alfred Collins, right, just busting oh, yeah. through and playing, playing, standing up like four I've yards. Seen, off, four yards I've never seen the eye formation on defense, and it worked. It, worked <laughs> it so absolutely good. got their brains in. Like they were absolutely scrambled. It was hilarious. So we scored on defense, pick six, right? We would have scored on special teams. Fucking like half an inch of helmet yep. bullshit fucking call. And then obviously there's no problems scoring on offense because they don't even punt. Um, no. And, and it's not because they're that guy uh, who's now coaching in college in Pennsylvania somewhere that never punts and goes for onside <laughs> kicks. No, 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 no. This, this isn't that. Um, on the Texas Tech board, they were doing some analysis and apparently out of all of the yards that could have potentially been gained by Texas, they gained 95% of the God. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it like it, it's 70 to 35. It was nowhere near as close as like, it was legitimate Madden. I don't know. Yeah. There's some two there. there, I mean, it's going to be a problem if, uh, if they just keep letting up those big, big explosive plays. And I think that's what, they're they're talking about and and we'll see right i think they try yep. and go for shutout at, at, at fort worth and tcu um yep. they're coming i think them. they're um i think the defense in general i think it was playing you know it was playing off you know when you're up three four scores you know you're gonna play back a little bit but i think they also wanted to stop the run um first of all um before you know texas tech just literally had to pass um, so, you know, you take away those two super long touchdowns that Deshaun Jameson gave up, um, your safeties play a little better, you know, I, I, I'm not overly concerned about the defense right now. 35 was too much, um, that, you know, it should have been a 70, actually it should have been like a hundred to four. That's what it felt like. And it was awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Saturday feels good. <laughs> um, we'll get back to the game, right? We'll do, we'll do kind of a full breakdown, but, um, that a lot of good things to talk about there. Uh, I still don't have fucking air conditioner in my house. <laughs> hey, at least it's not a hundred outside. It's yeah, I mean, worse, it's... man. I mean, I don't know that it's worse, but it's pretty bad. It's fucking, it's high, high, you know, temps in the low nineties. And it is like 72% humidity. Yeah. Hey, that's Houston. And, and that's for, for those of you who don't know, air conditioner removes humidity from the, so it's not even that the house is necessarily that hot. It's only like 78 or 80 in the house. Lucky that it's in the shade and stuff. It's fucking humid as balls. And all the air is just stagnant. I feel like you take a shower, like just walking through it's your awful, house. Dude. Like It's so <laughs> bad. So I did fix my AC in my cabana, which doubles as my office. So it hasn't been so brutal during the, um, the, the, got frog, the, got the frog, got the frog guts cleaned out. Um, Ordered a fan, put it in, and I've actually been sleeping out here. That's how hot it is in my house. 
And I just, uh, I'm sleeping like on top of this air conditioner. I'm basically snuggling. <laughs> just spooning an air, an AC unit, just spooning yeah. a wall unit. <laughs> exactly. It, it feels uh, pretty decent in here. Um, it feels like absolute dog shit in my house. It is awful. And I feel bad for these AC guys, right? They, they keep coming out. They've spent so much time out here and they just, I, they I was, got it. they're going to end up replacing the entire system under warranty, but in like different in over like a four day period, they've, they've come to this conclusion. Yeah. It's been, it's been fucking terrible. Um, hey, and I know uh, all about and my wife just gets, keep getting madder and madder. Cause they're like, Oh, you know, the part comes in and this will fix it. And then of course, no AC. And my wife is just fucking loosening. Her- <laughs> hey, I know all about warranty too. They will do everything in their power to not fix or to keep fixing it and not replace it. My fridge, I've had them called out for the ice maker four times in six months, four times in six months. And then the last time they did it, they replaced the entire fridge door, like the side, like the entire door. <laughs> and then after they get done doing the door or whatever, they, the, um, I don't even know what they call it. Like the rubber around it that like seals everything like the rubber gasket, I guess is what they called it. It was like bent. And so there was just oh, so it was just leaking cold air out of the fridge. So the worst, no worse. It was letting hot air in. So it literally looked like it was completely filled with snow in my fridge, and like you had to dig out like all this like lumps of snow to get did anything. You make snow cones? <laughs> we did not. I don't know if I want to eat that, but uh, it, it is fixed now. So, and my wife's still bugging me to just, just buy a new fridge and we'll turn that one into a beer fridge or go sell it on Facebook. I, I, I am ready for some fucking AC though. My AC, just so everybody knows, my AC went out before the rice game. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's, but that's luckily a there's a week in there that was pretty nice and it kind of like, but it has not been nice for this week. It's been shit. It's been totally And now it's going to rain more, so it's going to be even more humid. <laughs> oh, it's off. But sometimes, you know, sometimes the rain will bring, like, you know, some 60 cool degree down temperatures. Cool down a little bit. Yeah. That I can subscribe to. But this bullshit right now, it is 79 outside, and it is 72%. Nope. At that point, I'm looking for an Airbnb. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to do the same thing. But um, we just keep going uh to this this urban air adventure park it's this place that has indoor skydiving we're not doing that with my two-year-old but <laughs> just uh, my two-year-old there's trampolines and all kinds of shit in there and it's most important of all air conditioned so we've just been going there and uh like it it, it costs like five bucks after you get the unlimited membership for a year to go because it's just like five bucks gets him a slice of pizza and a juice and that's like all he'll eat for dinner. So it's been great. Been going, hanging out in the air conditioner there, wearing him out to where he doesn't care if it's hotter than fuck in his room. And <laughs> he just passes out. Hey, that's what you got to do with kids. Just, just, just run them until they're worn out, and then they don't care what. They just sleep on their backs, like <laughs> just sawing logs. <laughs> all right. So we have another kick in the fucking nuts. Thanks, Phil Knight. You. Billionaire piece of bitch. shit. <laughs> Rich bitch. God. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about and why we're so mad at Phil Knight. Uh, so maybe you don't know this. Phil Knight is is an ultra billionaire. Uh, he's the guy that started Nike. And he Might happened to go to, to, you know, 
the University of Oregon, Oregon. And uh, he he actually likes to pay players. So he set up the biggest deal that's happened. And that was an NFT that got sold for just a ridiculous amount of money. That basically was just his money that he just funneled in. And now he started a, a shell company where he took the most senior woman executive from Nike, the, the person that was the general manager of all women's apparel and, and everything at Nike. And now she is the CEO of a company. I don't even know what it's fucking called. The only thing they do is NIL deals for Oregon. It's crazy. It's crazy. And imagine having all this money and all these resources and all you want to do is watch football. It's like one of us just being a trillionaire. Oh, it's not just football. The chief athlete officer is the the lady that just got drafted number one overall in 2020 from the University of Oregon basketball team, the women's basketball team. So not only is, is Phil Knight doing the right thing, paying players, he's putting these women in positions of power to do good and say, Hey, we're going to like hook this all up. So it's not just sprinkled on the football team. It's, it's going to be women's volleyball. It's going to be fucking golf. It's, it's going to be swimming and diving. It's going to be track and field. They're just going to fucking pay all the goddamn players through this fucking shell company. That's designed specifically to pay players. You know, what's you know, what pisses me off is um and i'm i'm gonna go back to crystal conti um for setting us back so far because um the best people uh or the the best nil deals that texas have so far are two dumb assholes on a podcast (laughs) and and a a foul mouth message board and um a dude that just makes barbecue for a living in pinkerton and otherwise it's just like dudes paying like inside texas paying you know, for interviews and there's straight no dog shit. Straight, it's- straight dog shit. And they're, they're probably not going to do it next year. Cause if you've at all seen the YouTube views that they're getting, um, it's, it's less than five figures. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not even getting for sure. They're not even getting 10,000 views on these videos. So like, there's yeah. no way at all that the content is worth for them, the the investment, um, which is how they view it. And that's the beautiful thing about burn-ins is this shit's not an investment for us. We're just trying to fucking pay players and we all get something out of it. We get something that we've always wanted and it's good for next year and the year after that and the year after that. And shout out to the Hatter family for coming to the tailgate. Uh, Me and Mr. Hatter uh, were just trading pools out of a mezcal flask. (laughs) (laughs) Getting real trashed before the tech game. And it was a lot of fun. We had uh, Gunnar Helm's dad come out. Um, shout out, Blake. You're awesome. You're a good dude. And we had the, the Hatters come out. Um, and it was a good time. Uh, we had a really good turnout. Sold a bunch of t-shirts. Everybody got drunk. We got drunker after the game. Went back to the tailgate and and finished all those beers. So uh, shout out to everybody that came to the tailgate. Uh, Oklahoma State um, will have a, a bigger spot for Oklahoma State. Uh, Kansas State and Kansas. Not nice. in that order, though. Uh, Kansas State is last. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So come out to one or come out to all. Also, uh, next Friday, uh, a week from today, is a very important day for the Surly community. It is Lee Harvey's Friday, the day before Texas OU. 
So show up. Usually people start showing up around five or so. Um, Surly's going to, you know, cover probably the whole tab. So get there as early as you want and stay really until we drink them out of Shinerbach and Lone Star probably. Say that's what happened uh, in Arkansas. I can only imagine what would happen with, you know, uh, something that's a little closer than than Vietnam. And uh, code name, uh, code word Mule Dick still, I assume. Code word is always going to be Mule Dick, but it is open to the public. But I, so going back to the NIL stuff as well. So I did want to hit on something. So um, just so everybody knows, we're, you know, the burn ends for us wasn't the end all be all. We're not done um, in terms of NIL stuff. You'll start to, see, you know, whispers of bigger things getting put together um, that we're involved in. Um, we have some, you know, really, really big ideas that if, you know, we can connect on it, um, you know, I'm not saying it's Nike money, but um, it's 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 a start um, and it will put us well ahead of all of our peers, um, you know, outside of Oregon. I mean, Oregon's the only one that's doing shit like, you know, like don't don't get too stressed about the NIL stuff. It's the first year of it. Things will get figured out and there needs to be a large corporate that um, and hopefully you will start to see some progress um, in the very near future. Fucking pray, guys. <laughs> All right, moving on from NIL talk, uh, we have some really shitty football teams. So this is the the work. Like everybody's holding on. The AP poll and the coaches poll are so fucking worthless now that the, the college football poll exists. And and I think they start next week, right? Is that when they start the college yeah. football poll? Um, thank fucking god, because this AP poll is total dog shit, right? The it's coaches poll ass. is ass tier. That these guys are so fucking bad at ranking teams now. This is the most ranked teams that has ever lost in four weeks of play in the history of college. Since they've been doing this, there's that there's never been a year where there have been worse teams that they picked at the beginning of the year. Fucking Clemson is terrible. They're still ranked. They're 25 and we're not ranked. They lost to NC State. I have, so normally you're the guy that pulls up stats. I have some very special stats. So uh, DJ Uunga, whatever the fuck his name is, they're five-star. He's the next Trevor Lawrence guy. Like, he's the next dude. Um, Here's his stat line for the year. He's 51, uh, or, yeah, no, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing already. See, I already fucked it up. He's 63, uh, 63 completions, 112 attempts. 56% 56% completion percentage, 586 yards. He's averaging five yards per pass, um, three touchdowns, three picks. His um, rating is 103. Um, here was his line against Nor- against NC State. 12 for 26, 111 yards, 46%, uh, two touchdowns and one pick. The dude threw, this guy has not broken in four games, one against Georgia, I'll give him a pass, um, South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, and NC State. He has not thrown for over 200 yards in a game. It's bad. They're terrible. Oh, it's they, they play. They played Georgia. They did they lose to NC State last week? I don't even know anymore. They're just yeah, bad. They're just fucking bad. Yeah, um, they barely beat Georgia Tech the week before, 14 to eight. Yeah. yeah, he has uh, the 84th worst or 84th best um, quarterback rating in the nation, 46.2 QBR. But who's that number one? We know, baby. It's the guy that Casey got his clip pierced. 
God damn it. Hey, he's so good at football. Um, anyway, outside of that, um, Alabama, they are who we thought they were, probably, right? We'll see. We'll find out this weekend, I guess. They yeah, play somebody, right? Don't they play Arkansas? No, they play Ole Miss, and, uh, Ole you know, Miss. Saban loves to beat the shit out of his former assistants, so yeah. Um, yeah. that'll be one Arkansas to watch. apparently is, is is fooling everybody that they're a good football team. Um, they beat Texas A&M uh, badly. Um, it looked pretty bad, and we gotta KJ Jefferson down. wasn't even in the fucking game. We got We got to break this down. So Aggie loses to Arkansas. Um, hilarious. First of all, I, I knew I, Oh yeah. After we immediately following a 70 to 35 blowout for Texas. And I'm talking all that shit, talking all that shit shit after Texas loses to Arkansas saying, we're going to donkey fuck them. And then they just go and score fucking 10. Jimbo's offense is legitimately the worst, most boring offense. If you were an offensive recruit and you watched Texas game, and then immediately went to Aggie game. It's like going from the fucking Autobahn into like a, a church parking lot. Like you're go, you're going 110, and then you're going you're like five miles an hour. You're on a golf cart. Golf carts. Go all gas, no brakes. To all brakes, no gas. <laughs> and and the funniest part was so the, all the recruits that were on campus at Texas, they sat with Sark and like all the other coaches and watched the Aggie game like on campus with the Texas coaches. I can, I would love to have been a fly on the wall and just listen to how much <laughs> Texas was talking, especially, could you imagine like Brennan Thompson? I don't, he was on, he was there the week before, but like Brennan Thompson was between us and us and Aggie and maybe Oklahoma state. And it's like, you want to be a wide receiver in that offense. Are you high? Are you crazy? I have, I legitimately have zero idea why any, Offensive position players besides running back and offensive line would sign with AM just based solely on that game because it was truly embarrassing. I do want to run that game back, but not at the cost of having to do it if if Texas you know runs the board and, and wins the Big 12. I don't want to play Arkansas in a bowl game. I'm like yeah. I don't I don't want that to, to be a thing. Uh but I think if they run that back, uh just starting Casey, they fucking yeah. win that game. They may not blow them out, but it'll be close. Uh, they win that game. They yep, win that agreed. Game. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I believe in the coaching staff will be able to make adjustments. Whatever bullshit. Arkansas, Arkansas is still not a good team, but uh, I will say they'll that be my, better than five hundred now. Oh yeah, no, they're not be, a good team. Yeah, no. I mean, my guess is they're they're going to lose to Bama. They'll probably lose to Ole Miss. You know, I think they're a three loss team. Um, yeah, I'll oh, tell goodness. you what. They what can't run it back is me. Uh, my body can't run that game back. If we did the same <laughs> RV trip, <laughs> if we like, could you imagine? Okay, here we go. Here's the scenario. Well, you got the flu it, afterwards, so you feel worse. Yeah, I know. Actually. Crazy. So, so imagine we play them in the Sugar Bowl RV trip to New Orleans. I would just you just have to end it at that point. Like I would just be dead. Like I just my soul would just it would just. It would it would be like when Obi Wan Kenobi gets hit with the fucking lightsaber. I would just poof, just my clothes would drop down and be like, "Oh shit, RGB three is dead." Yeah, because they would summon you. They would summon you with the hillbilly Horcrux, and then they would kill you finally. Right? Exactly. Yeah, some little yeah. kid with glasses stabs stabs my soul in Vietnam with a fucking uh, basilisk tooth, 
and there I'm just I'm just toast at that point. <laughs> I get expelliarmus to death. The fuck. All right, <laughs> so let's get back to the tech game. Um, we've 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 talked about some of it. Um, we talked about the one cut from Bijan, some of the touchdowns from Xavier Worthy. Uh, but we haven't even really talked about Casey Thompson's play in that game. Um, near perfect. Uh, it wasn't perfect because he did throw one interception that he had Cade Brewer, Bardin, shout out, wide the fuck open. Um, wide the fuck open. Yeah. Uh, on a check down. And he just, he just swung for the fences and it was a bad call. Um, other than that, fairly flawless execution. Uh, throughout the day, driving the ball forward. Uh, we had Bijan go for well over 100. Uh, I think it was 156. Um, and then he caught for another 60. So he had a 200-plus yard game. Um, we had Roshan Johnson with two touchdowns on the ground for, I think, 68 yards. We had Keelan Robinson. So the, the, the Texas had another 300-plus yard rushing game. Crazy. In conference play. I don't care if t- I, Texas Tech is a fucking Power 5 team. They may be bad, but they're a fucking, they're a real football team. They have real football players. It's not like they're playing fucking patty cake. They, they're playing a real football team, and they're putting up absurd running numbers and i mean their and meanwhile line thought it was if they're not if they're not gashing you with the run falling forward for fucking not roshan johnson is like good for seven oh, and a half God. yards every time we got the ball you're not going to get him down with the first guy that gets there yeah, you're just not yeah. you need two dudes to wrap up and try to get that motherfucker to the ground and even that might not work meanwhile our offensive line is is <laughs> totally found the secret so. sauce found the secret <laughs> sauce and they are blocking out of their minds. Casey even Thompson Okafor wasn't was even hurried. Crazy, crazy. Wasn't hurried. Okafor played great, uh, better than I think that was probably his best game at Texas. He had one holding call that I thought was actually um, shouldn't have even been called. He just whooped the shit out of the guy enough to where they they're like, oh yeah, that you had to have you had to have held if you whooped his. And so you have even even the tight ends. I think that's that's one crucial thing for this offense is. Um, you need those five guys, the five offensive linemen, be able to block without running back and tight end help. Because if you can handle their rush with five, then that just leaves an extra two sane weapons of a guy like Bijan or even guys like Cade um, running out and being able to, just, you know, take defenders. And, you know, it's the offense looked like it was unlocked. It looked like it was unleashed. It looked like, you you know, not just Casey, but I think everybody just kind of finally figured out, like, they understood the scheme. I think the, the coaches finally understood their players' capabilities as well. Like, you didn't see a lot of inside zone. It was all stretch plays to Bijan. Stretch play. Get him on the corners. You know, you don't want him driving up the gut for three yards. It's a waste of his talent when you could put him on the, on the corner and say, hey, linebacker. Catch the motherfucker. Good luck. All right. So, you know what I love to see in this box score is Casey Thompson, the quarterback at Texas, is fifth in the box score for rushing. Yeah. <laughs> he's not the that first. He's not the second. Sam. He's fifth. Uh, Didn't Sam lead the team in rushing? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, Last that's year. refreshing. That's really great that that's not happening anymore. Xavier Worthy, check this stat line out. 
five receptions, 100 yards, three touchdowns. He's scoring touchdowns on 60% of his catches. And that that spin move he did was just unbelievable. That was insane. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. Jordan Winnington, so glad he's not hurt. Awesome. Five catches, 93 yards, and a score. Um, we've got Bijan, who's just a monster catching, right? I mean, just that that. That little dump off that they always have whenever they're going for something big is just so money because if you've got the deep ball covered, Bijan's gonna gash you. And then yep. you know, burn ends two catches for 10 yards, five yards average for Cade Brewer. Um, also blocking like a motherfucker, right? I mean, just crazy good block out of that guy. Yep, no, I, yeah, I think they um, tight ends played a good game. Um, looks like we came out of there pretty much injury free for the most part um troy o'meary did does have a i mean obviously he didn't play in the game but um he had season ending knee surgery um and it looks like josh moore and josh thompson might be out this week so um uh, but other than that you know that's the goal is be healthy going into ou um you know try to get these guys as healthy as possible and if we're a full strength texas team playing OU who also look like dog shit that's back-to-back weeks they should have lost OU, by the grace of god has somehow won all their games this year because they look like absolute against west virginia uh, and Chile. yeah their their offense is really struggling um their defense is actually pretty good though so yeah. don't sleep on OU just because their offense is is anemic right now if they can get some things figured out, that defense is dialed in. Um, the, the defense is the reason they're winning games, and that's weird to say about OU. So don't sleep on OU, but we have TCU next week. Let's talk about the fucking cockroaches. So they have Zach Evans. Um, they have Quentin Johnson. So uh, that's a little scary. They just lost SMU. They just lost SMU, and they got gash they got torched they so smu planted the flag oh my god that was at damon carter and then gary sweaterson lost his fucking mind and (laughs) and then they played the song that he recorded oh my god that was so good step back oh my god it's so good okay Uh, wait wait wait. we're gonna pause right here we're inserting at least 30 seconds of the of the Gary Patterson song right in here. <laughs> the, the people, if you haven't heard it, yeah, take a step back. You have to listen to it. It's so good. And my goodness, oh, not. God. Take a step back. Take a look at your life. Hug your children. Kiss your wife. Know your neighbor. Leave the keys in your truck. Do yourself a favor. But uh, so SMU ran, rushed for 350 yards, just straight rushing. SMU. SMU rushed for 350 yards against TCU. Ulysses Bentley IV, who is a player that (laughs) does not exist. That's a guy that's name gets created in your NCAA, like Dynasty League, like seven years down the road. Uh, He he rushed 20 carries for 153 yards, 7.7 average. Um, they also had, uh, Trey Siggers, um, another person that just doesn't e- exist. Um, 18 for 110 for 6.1 yards. Um, Tyler Levine, 
Another guy, their third string running back, eight carries for 52 yards, 6.5 yards per, per carry. Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback, four for 37, 9.2 yards. They're gave up, they gave up, um, it looks like about seven yards per carry. Um, uh, Bijan so is going to run all over these dudes. Maybe Roshan too, dude. Roshan yep. out of that, out of that Rocat, man, that Rocat is dope. He scores yep. basically every time they run the Rocat, but. Back on to TCU, the fucking cockroaches that must be stomped. Bring your stomping boots if you go to the game. There's probably going to be more burn orange than purple in that fucking stadium. That's pathetic, by the way. I'm so glad we're getting out of the Big 12 shit. They actually decreased the seating in the new stadium. Don't get me started. They're so stupid. <laughs> but we do have, a, a, you know... Maybe Fatterson was just, uh, you know, overlooking SMU and focusing on Texas. We never know because some, for some reason, TCU always shows up with a fucking crazy defense against Texas. And then let's see what we do. Um, I think their offense is dog shit, except for, uh, I mean, Zach Evans, that boy good, right? Um, he good. Uh, their quarterback, you know, I think that the, the KJ Jefferson thing, that still gives some people some nightmares. I think for good reason. And he torched uh, this last year too. So, I mean, really, I really hard years. to keep contain on a guy like that. And uh, we'll see what PK does because he didn't do a great job in the second half against KJ Jefferson. Um, really after that, that second quarter, it was, it was all fucking pretty much a shit show. So if, if Texas can get the offense started and keep that defense off the field and maybe they can keep contain on this quarterback and, and maybe we can, you know, see what what a shutout looks like there. But I, I'm extremely optimistic about this game. Um, I have been all, in, including the preseason. Um, and you have it, RGB. Yep, I just pulled it up. 38-34 was my original. I changed it to 34-28. I am going to change it again. you're a bitch. Yep, because I was a bitch. Um, I am now going to guess. We beat these cockroaches. Uh Give me 45 to 14. Okay. And I, um, big, big style, whenever we did this, said 52 to 7. Because fuck them. Um, you might be I, I want to revise that, but I'm not going to. I want, I seriously want 80, 80 to 7 or less is what I want now that Casey Thompson's called it out. So um, I was looking forward it. to the TCU game. I'm not Talk going about. up to Fort Worth, but I do know quite a few people that are going up to Fort Worth. Uh, be loud. Make yep. it a home game for Texas. That'd be great. And, you know, I think this whole... I think it'd be great to, first of all, eternal scoreboard, because this is the last time we ever play. Like, ever. Ever. Like, ever. 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 The last time we ever play them. So, yeah, unless they have a miracle Rose Bowl run again. You know, something. Yeah, good fucking luck. And, no, and if Andy Dalton Patterson. walks through the door. <laughs> they probably fire Patterson after this year. I, 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 have, a, I have an inkling. There's always one of those He's where He's going to retire like, and go into yeah, a music yeah. group. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if you've you, you've all heard the song by now when you're listening to this podcast, and you know that the guy, it's it's actually a waste of his talents. While he needs to be in front of a mic somewhere, just really, you know, laying on the tunes. For, um, and this is our chance to exercise a lot of demons. You know, it has not been a great. You know, Texas versus TCU has not been great. Saturday, let's be fucking great. Let's exercise all those demons and just just stomp the shit out of those cockroaches. Uh, uh, you know, I like it when the players um, 
refer to TCU as the cockroaches, and uh, our players definitely are are doing that now. So fuck you, TCU. You're gonna learn what's up here pretty soon. Um, moving on from football for a little bit, uh, we still have a basketball team. They're practicing. They're yep. real good. Start to look pretty good. Um, Chris Beard is doing such a great job with the the media. It's like this job. It's you can tell it's his dream job, and and that he's having so much fun with this dream job. Hopefully, the wins follow. I'm pretty confident in that because he's proven that basically everywhere he's gone. Um, but wow, he sat down and did a fireside chat. And uh, just did it at the ranch, at Bevo's ranch. Just like went, <laughs> sat great. a chair down next to Bevo and like uh, like jokingly like was interviewing Bevo and then like answering on Bevo's behalf and stuff like that is super fun. You can tell he's really directing most of this towards the students. The students are really responding well to it. I think he's doing a very good job of, of you know, for basketball games, the majority of that crowd is the students, right? If you can pack out half the house with students, um, it, it becomes a really easy sellout crowd. So I think that's what the, the play he's calling is let's get that, you know, half packed with students, half packed with everybody else. That's kind of exciting. And, you know, the last year of the Frank Irwin Center, it's going to be hopping. It's still going to be hot as balls. Probably feel like shit in there. You're still not going to be able to see anything. It's a horrible fucking arena, but it's the last year of the arena. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I think it's a perfect, you know, opportunity to, especially this year, the last year in the re- arena, you get to say goodbye to it. A pretty fucking great team. And then there will never be more hype for a basketball season that following. Cause you know, he's going to bring in more transfers. You know, we have some senior guys that we brought in, you know, kind of mercenary type guys. And uh, hopefully we're going to have a lot of fucking draft picks on this team. That's going to get more hype, more recruits, like new basketball arena, you know, getting even guys like Kevin Durant back more involved um, with the team. It is going to be, I can't, I can't wait for basketball season. And this is, it's been a legitimately since TJ Ford. I haven't been. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I think the, the, the crowd's going to be amped and, uh, it's going to be a good time. Okay. Let's get on to recruiting. It's not a whole lot of recruiting news, but there is not some recruiting. Yeah. We got our big weekend coming up October 16th, Oklahoma state at DKR Arch Manning's going to be there. Um, it looks like they're trying to set it up to be their big recruiting event, you know, number one, because we literally don't have a single good home game after this. Like, unless, I mean, Red River is no. a, a home game, technically air quotes, but um, yeah, Kansas State or Kansas, you got to have Oklahoma State be the game. And, you know, honestly, I hope Oklahoma State wins the next two games um, because I want a ranked matchup. Maybe we can get fucking game day there. I don't know what other games are going on that week, but, you know, get these as hyped as you can and then just pour it on them. Just make Gundy just lose his fucking mullet on the sidelines. Like, that's that's what's got to happen. You got to show Arch Manning a good offense. And if that happens, he's going to he's gonna be a Texas. All right. Um, we do have Evan Stewart, who has decided to forgo the rest of his senior season just doing tiktok dances and stuff you know it's hard guys y'all haven't ever juggled 
the playbook, you know, laybook and like playing and learning new TikTok dances. I have, obviously, you know, I've, I'm, you know, I've, I very much, you know, <laughs> practice TikTok dances, but yeah, I, at this point, I just don't care. It's, it's, it's the, you know, it's the way of the world. Jaden blue is a difference. Uh, Quinn, you fucking leaving. Um, you know, and we're not going to speculate on some other stuff that you've probably already heard about Evan Stewart, it's, you know, from everything that we've seen, supposedly he's a really good kid. Uh, but you know, I don't think it changes anything, anything with his recruitment. I don't like the trend of players quitting. It doesn't bug me. It doesn't make me like the player any less. Um, you know, do I think you can build a winning culture with a couple of these guys? Yeah. If you build your team around just these guys, go look at what's happening in college station and, you know, players checking out and doing fucking ketamine, like legitimately doing fucking just ketamine and getting busted and then getting suspended for one game for like nothing. Uh, and of course, tranquilizers to kill somebody. This is a funny thing that I saw. Um, Jimbo Fisher, who is now, uh, getting paid what ninety eight million over the next ten years. Just they they for they, no they reason. They didn't they didn't need to renew his contract because his contract originally was a ten year seventy five million dollar contract that he could literally walk away from no buyout and that if if yeah if they wanted to fire him they owe him the full thing guaranteed. So makes- it makes no sense. And they kept the exact same terms and bumped it to ninety-eight million. Stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen or heard. And this guy has the same record: forty games in or something, fifty games in. Yeah, forty games in. Yeah, yeah, exact same as Sumlin and same number of bull wins. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, what forty games in? He's lost eleven games. Crazy. Yeah, it's but there's that one thing that that. There is that one thing that Sumlin is that Jimbo isn't. And we know based on some Sol Ross statue FOIA requests, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so Kyle Umling, shout out Kyle Umling. We're going to do um, an, an Aggie fact after this. But a precursor to that, um, he, he just had a tweet where he put how much the Aggies have been paying per win and... Uh, apparently it's uh, $1.1 million for uh, a little over a million dollars for Jimbo Fisher, about $500,000 a win for Kevin Sumlin and about 154,000 for Mike Sherman. (laughs) So it's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. I think they probably stood as stuck with Mike Sherman there. Yeah. At that point, maybe they wouldn't owe the academic side of the institution a bunch of money. Doesn't, for that yeah. fucking stadium that no one goes and watches games at. The uh, swag copter bill probably was pretty high for someone too. And Jimbo's spending money just paying guys to fuck his wife. So <laughs> uh, I do miss, I do miss Karen. She's yep. uh, she gone. She no, she's, she's still put out she's, the pasture. She she popped back up. She popped back up this past week with the with the Arkansas. Did you miss it? She was oh, making excuses. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, hold on, folks. Guys, I just remembered something. This is I my fault. Got, for not I thought she got sent to Nebraska. She did. She no, like, I don't think she's in College Station anymore. But she that does not preclude her. That's from what I mean. I meant she's everything. done being the bag lady. She's not a bag lady anymore. Uh, she might be a bag lady from afar. Bitcoin addresses work. Uh, that bitch doesn't understand Bitcoin. But um, so if anybody didn't see, um, so. Karen made a um, post about 
Calzada not running the plays Jimbo called, uh, basically trying to cover for Jimbo, and then proceeded to tell everybody that some of the A&M dads were throwing a barbecue to get Zach Calzada's spirits back up and basically having like a communal like get together to help raise the Aggie spirit in this lost wandering puppy quarterback that they have because he's he is also their only quarterback they moved their quarterback recruit um true freshman uh, Eli Stowers they moved him to tight end immediately when they realized he the guy can't throw a football and the dumb gomers are legitimately asking for a true freshman walk-on to get a shot over a guy that Jimbo hand selected out of fucking Georgia and now the Aggie dads are having to get involved and actually have a barbecue for this kid just solely to make him better at f- good luck guys good luck against mike leach he's gonna tear your shit uh i i, I just um am so beside myself about this karen lady who you know she she also whenever she resurfaced said that she got really drunk and texted jimbo how to run his <laughs> offense <laughs> yeah and making uh, yeah making suggestions on play calling that was my favorite thing she texted him <laughs> what a fucking idiot this person is we have to get her on the podcast we have to get her on the podcast it's it's now my life's mission it'd be better than taylor ham <laughs> way better than taylor ham um oh, yeah. all right so let's get into aggie fact thursday or not thursday it's just thursday but the aggie fact of the week. all right here we go aggie fact of the week shout out kyle umlang 101 aggie facts things every longhorn should know um aggie fact number 39 Texas A&M and Vanderbilt are the only SEC teams that have not won an SEC championship or SEC division title in football. You're basically Period. Vanderbilt. <laughs> so that means Missouri. Missouri played for played for an SEC championship? Yeah, when they were in the East, like remember like Chase Daniel and all that? Like yeah, they they had some pretty decent was Chase squad. Daniel was that? Was that I thought Chase Daniel no, was, maybe in the was in the Big 12. No, who's the other guy? Drew Locke? Fuck, dude, I don't know. Mizzou sucks. So AM sucks worse than Mizzou. That must feel fucking awful. 2014 SEC championship game, um, Alabama versus Missouri. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember it now, now that we're talking about it. Um, and he goes they, on they the had floor. no business. It was terrible. <laughs> 42 to 13. Oh god. This is yeah, that was with Blake Sims. Wow. Um okay. So moving on to everybody's favorite segment. Well, not everybody's, but most people's favorite segment of the podcast, the Fat Boy Minute. (laughs) So, for today's Fat Boy Minute, what was your last, most recent, last fast food order? So, first of all, uh, the Missouri quarterback was Matty Mock, if anybody wanted to know. Now, more importantly, um, how fat I am. So, today... um, at the office, we had uh, it doesn't count as fast food, I guess. Maybe it does. It was fast and it's food. Um, I got Wingstop. So that's good. not fast food. Okay. Okay. Then um, the last meal I had was a Chick fil A. Uh, does Chipotle count? Chipotle doesn't count, does it? Chipotle's, Chipotle's it, fast food. Oh, okay. Cool. I had Chipotle. Um, we just moved to a new office. Very excited about it. It's like 14 minutes from my house and we can walk to a Chipotle. A uh, Dickie's barbecue, which I won't be doing, 
um, a salada, which I will not be doing, a Panera bread, which I will not be doing. But there's also a Razoo's, a Cheddar's, and a Bombshell's. Oh, I all within Razoo's. Oh my god, we had so we had Razoo's yesterday. Fantastic. Razoo's I I had Razoo's. Razoo's that brings their A game. It was solid because I was expecting some Applebee's type, you know, microwaved bullshit, and it was good. It was legitimately good. Razoo's Razoo's pretty good. All right, so what did you get at Chipotle? What's Chipotle. your fucking order? Always the same thing. Um, I go burrito. I went white rice. Did you get the smoked brisket? Fuck no. God no. I So once you have good barbecue, like it's so hard to eat. Like processed fucking barbecue, like shredded brisket. Sounds, it just, and it looked terrible. It looked dry as hell. So I have burrito, white rice, black beans, double chicken, hot salsa, queso, corn, and then ready for this extra cheese. And then you roll it all up. And then I get a side of the queso and the hot salsa. Okay. Okay. That's a strong, that's a strong Chipotle order. That's a good, yeah, it was, good, it was good. It was good. Normally I don't even so, get the corn. I had, I, I gave it a try and I won't ever not get the corn now. I'm going to meander into my answer. But now since we brought up Chipotle and we brought up the smoked brisket, I did try the smoked brisket. Was it good? Chipotle. It was fucking awful. I'm, I'm never eating at fucking Chipotle again. I'm done. I'm done with Chipotle the last three fucking times I've been. I've been to three different Chipotles, and it it's has just good. significantly gone downhill. It's just gone so far downhill. It's not good. And I mean, especially I'm a free it's, bird it's, guy. It used to be I so good. Freebird. It used to be so consistent Fresh. and delicious and juicy and awesome. And now it's just bad. It's yep. bad every time I go. My tortilla was crunchy. It was literally crunchy. I don't even know how they did it. They got it crunchy. How do you roll the it rice? <laughs> the rice was like overcooked mush that did not taste like cilantro or lime. Um, and it was way under seasoned with salt. It just was mush. And then got the smoked brisket, which was awful. I mean, it was just not good. It was. I can't believe it, you did that. I like do a, that. I mean, I. I shouldn't have done it but i was like fuck it i'm here that's I'll why i won't it. do their carnitas like i used to do their carnitas all the time i used to do their barbecue Dude, their beans all the time. were undercooked the beans were like that weird consistency where they were oh. still like grainy because Ooh. they weren't like totally cooked through and yeah i mean the whole the whole experience was just bad everything about the experience was 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 awful and i've i far prefer Freebirds. You free ready birds for my Freebirds order? No, wait, so I have the no, same no, thing. No, and it no, sounds no, crazy. No, 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 no. I got to talk about my fast food order. We're talking okay, about Freebirds. Okay. And then I'll get to but, my Freebirds order because it's insane. Life changing. Okay, just fucking tell me your Freebirds order. Then. Okay. Freebirds order. So Cayenne. So Monster Cayenne. Yeah. Monster on Cayenne. Cilantro lime rice. Oh, mixed no, I cheese. I do Spanish rice. Oh, yeah. No. So cilantro lime rice. Mixed cheese. Then I go double steak. Ready for this? Barbecue sauce. Load that bitch up with barbecue sauce. It is so fucking good. And then I'll do the crunchy tortilla strips, lime, and then a fuck ton of habanero. Try it. I swear to God, it'll be the best burrito. Yeah, Sounds crazy yeah. with the barbecue sauce. It's insane. So good. So um, my most recent fast food, I went to Jack in the Box, uh, I think two or three nights ago, um, and I ordered six tacos. Uh, a breakfast jack with extra ham and an ultimate cheeseburger with basically made in the style of a jumbo jack with lettuce, grilled onions, uh, you know, mustard, ketchup, extra pickle, 
I just basically got a, a, a real burger instead of an ultimate cheeseburger. But uh, that was pre- and then an egg roll because it was oh, free. Egg rolls. Egg rolls are good. And, oh, dude, they're Underrated yeah, especially for free. Fuck yeah, dude. I didn't realize their egg rolls were two dollars and fifty cents. I would never pay for two dollars and fifty cents for a fucking egg roll. No, fuck that's no. crazy. It's four nineteen for two egg rolls. It's insane. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah. They're that's so stupid. big though. They are huge. They are a very they're like they're like half a Chipotle burrito big. <laughs> the 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 sauce that comes with it is really good too. The oh, sweet and is, sour or whatever. Yeah. So get this. So there's this big shortage going on or whatever. Um they didn't have any fucking taco sauce. What? Yeah, so I had to I had to go in dry. Not only they have not, they didn't have taco sauce packets, they didn't have taco sauce in the bottle. Man, so they didn't even have. It I had like, to go in dry on those tacos. Ready and, for this? And let me tell you, Jack in the Box tacos are like the sauce is actually kind of like a, a huge Necessary. component. Of- so next time you do that, ask for their Frank's Red Hot sauce. So they have the thick Frank's Red Hot sauce. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, they have thick oh, like Frank's the buttery one, sauce. the one that has like a stick of butter in it. Yeah, it, but it's in like a like a peel like ranch cup. And you can dip it. And it's like thick. It's so good. Ask for the Frank's Red Hot Sauce. I swear to God, it'll be. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. No, no curly fries. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, six tacos. A lot of fucking tacos. There's a lot of tacos. So, There's a lot of yeah. tacos. And I mean, and I usually, uh, like, I usually thoroughly enjoy the tacos, and um, they, they just weren't good. The guy that was working there just looked so dejected. There was somebody in front of. I, I order on the app, and then just tell them that I'm there and whatever. Um. The guy in front of me, it, it, it like was there for like five minutes and then just drove off. <laughs> just and I was off. like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I got my dry ass tacos and then I actually went back through the drive through and was because I tried to go inside. The door was locked. When I went back through the drive through. I was like, hey, me again. Need some taco sauce. And he's like, we're out of tacos. Uh, Who's out of tacos? And then I was like, man, no wonder. Like the, some guy probably tried to order fucking a bunch of stuff and he was like now nah, we're out of that we're out of that we're out of that <laughs> i'm sure their shake machine wasn't working they're fucking oh yeah shake machines sure. everywhere never work um fucking bullshit it's all bullshit and they don't care they don't give a shit they're still getting paid the yeah. same like fuck your food I'd say moral of the story food. don't eat at fucking chipotle anymore it yeah sucks. agreed and it sucks because i it did used to legitimately be good and i will say my burrito was very good it was but their chips were inedible absolutely 100% inedible. They were like burnt. There's no salt on them. Like, and their queso still fucking sucks. Remember their original queso that they came out with? And it was just like grainy powdered. Like all you have to do legitimately million dollar companies that are listening, billion dollar companies that are listening, Velveeta and Rotel, just put those together and just tell your employees, like go to HEB and get Velveeta and Rotel and just heat it up and then put that on everything. And you're totally fine. Makes no sense. And with that, we are done. Fuck Chipotle. Fuck TCU. Stomp the cockroaches. Let them know what's up. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, motherfuckers. Hook them. Hook them.